Hello and welcome to the Bigger on the Inside podcast, a leadership podcast from the ICC Nairobi Podcast Network. ICC Nairobi is dedicated to connecting people to each other, challenging believers to Christ-likeness and changing the world. ICC Nairobi has a vision to raise godly generations. If you've ever wanted to be a leader or maybe you're just an aspiring leader, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the podcast. On the podcast today, we talk about something that is very crucial for leaders and that is the value of solitude. It's the art of being alone and loving the moments when we are alone and being intentional about that time so that it becomes a practice, one that is been, it could be a, a spiritual discipline. So in 2011, the PEW Research Center estimated that 80% of adults in Kenya own a phone. And of that number, 30% own a smartphone. That number has since risen in the 2016 research to 50% of Kenyans owning basic phones, while 80% actually owning a smartphone. So there are so many things constantly that are fighting for our attention. We don't have to walk out of our houses to see how we are constantly inundated with information, news, uh, notifications. And today, more than ever, there are so many free streaming platforms for music, podcasts, apps. There's a 24-7 news cycle on in front of us, and we're constantly bombarded with information. So the question today still stands. How do we practice and exercise solitude in the midst of a world that tells us that productivity is how we become newer people or better people? How do we practice solitude today? And what's the importance of that solitude for leaders? So join the conversation with us today. So Pastor Gibson, you are someone that has been leading and are kindly leading a group of people and in different spaces you hold different hats. How do you practice solitude? And is it intentional for you? Is it something you struggle in? What does that actually look like to you as a practice? Just unplugging. I would say it's something that I do intentionally, yeah. but it's also a struggle. Yeah. It's a struggle because life is busy. There is always so much that's going on. I find that we are in a season where one of our biggest struggles is the fear of missing out. Yes. You know, you want to be part of everything. That's real. Yeah. It's real. But being intentional, that means that I actually block off time in my day. Yeah. That is just time for me. And for me, moments of solitude are spent in worship. They're spent in, uh, in prayer. Wow. I spent in uh, in God's word, yeah. and just just sometimes moments of silence by myself. Yeah. Sometimes it's going for a long for a long walk. I find that there's a rhythm that I have to maintain for my my day to day life. Yeah. And if I'm not putting aside moments of solitude, then I easily get out of rhythm. Yeah. And I find myself that way I'm stretched beyond what I can be able to accommodate. And so that discipline of just blocking off time for me, Yourself. my personal, it's almost like it puts this rhythm. In, in my life, a daily rhythm yeah. that then ensures that I'm operating out of a place of health yeah. and not really out of a place of being overwhelmed or burdened by the things that are that, that are, are coming around, around you. Mm. You know, when I think about solitude, I think it, it can sound so trivial, specifically in, in our culture today where we are retweeting and posting, you know, I'm, I'm unplugging and it, it sounds cool. It's a cool fad now to say I'm off social media, I'm fasting, uh, you know, TV or all these different things. But really, this is a spiritual discipline. You know, Jesus multiple times in the gospel, Matthew and Mark, they both reference him taking time away from the crowd and going into a secret place before everybody woke up at the end of the day. Um, there's this epic story of him in this boat in the middle of a storm and he is asleep 
because he's at rest. Like I, I, I would love to sleep through all my big worries and anxieties. I'm like Jesus, sleep yes. In the storm. Sleep, sleeping in the storm. I want that. I want that. <laughs> so you know, there's something about that can sound so vain about this conversation about solitude, but yet unplugging is actually a spiritual discipline. And I know in a lot of our faith communities, people don't consider solitude a spiritual discipline because we don't talk about it a lot. But it's really important. Steve, could you speak to the need for this to actually be a spiritual discipline not just something we do because everybody can unplug whether you are in a relationship with Jesus or not you can choose to be off your phone but how does this matter for your spiritual growth specifically as a leader I, I think you need to take a pause and uh, and 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 reflect I mean the Bible even in success to meditate to I mean even just taking the example from Christ that he intentionally took time to unplug if Jesus himself took time to unplug and and was away from the people and despite all the things because there was demand for him in the in that time I mean but we read through it says everywhere he went there was need for him to serve people that he was moved with compassion so there was need for him to be busy yeah but him as Christ still took time to unplug. So the question we ask yourself is then why did he do that? And, any t- and many of the times you hear he said he went to listen to the father. He went to listen to the next step of instruction. So extrapolating that for me as a, as a believer is that the reason why I need to have moments of silence or solitude or unplugging is that I can recenter myself and hear what is the Lord telling me? What, what, what am I supposed to do? As I walk this life of Christianity, as I walk this journey of salvation, what is he telling me what 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 is he saying for to me to for me to hear because there's a lot of noise around us um, i mean in town just hooting so you need to intentionally go out to spaces where you will hear and listen clearly so as a spiritual discipline it's important for you to hear what your boss is saying well in this view boss is god yeah right. or hear what your father is saying the next instruction because he is our guide hear what the holy spirit is telling you because again he is told his leaders into all truth so it's in it's important to listen and and know what 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 am I supposed to do? what is the Lord telling me and and just for you also to just breathe and pause yeah mm-hmm. and and just re-energize again yeah. I mean because you might be on this journey of running 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 then you find yourself falling down yeah. and wondering what happened it's because you've been always constantly running there's no moment to pause your body will also tell you hey bro or sis just take a yeah, break yeah. And that I know, I do it. I know it personally because I've walked in that journey. Right. I've ran the race. Then I just found myself not moving. <laughs> not moving any further. Yeah, because because yeah. the body, my body, told me by force. You yeah. didn't listen to me, so I'll force you to to listen. Yeah. So having that practice so that you don't get to that extreme space is really important. Just as as a human, normal human being, and as a believer, just because your Christian faith requires you, yeah, it implores for you to listen to hear from Him because you are being guided by the Father, I not like not your own way. So how then will you hear Him if you don't intentionally have time and moments to? clearly listen to him. I like that. Pastor Gibson, you pastor a congregation of people and you one of the things that you teach them is is spiritual disciplines and how to discipline their lives out of Sundays so that they're in communion with God. What have you seen or what do you think are some of the challenges for people today in our culture, in our world, um, in your congregation to actually create those gaps in their day or in their schedule to actually sit still and pause? I find that we are in a hurry. Yeah. We live in a world that's so driven. So everyone wants to achieve you know, all these goals. Today. And we, we are not thinking about time. Yeah. We are thinking that we have to do it right now. Yeah. We overestimate what we can accomplish in a period of six months to a year. <laughs> we underestimate what we can accomplish in five to ten years. Yeah. Yeah. So we are, we are constantly in a rush. 
to get where we are to where we are going yeah. and so we miss out on the very things that are the foundation of who we are mm. so you you find that we we are giving a lot of our attention to our work we're giving a lot of our attention to the demands that are around us maybe you are in school you yes. know you you have a project a side project yeah. that you run yeah. and i think in this hunger to get ahead we are always doing multiple things at the same time at the time. same time yeah and and so many side you know houses. yeah you're a master of everything yeah. <laughs> you know there's nothing that you're really you know <laughs> really good at but you put your hands in so many yes, in uh, so, in many, so many, pots. many pots yeah. your focus is everywhere yeah. so because of that you find that a lot of people you you leave the house very early you drop the kids you go to work you are there late a lot of people are studying in the evenings yes. by the time you get home you are so tired you just want to sleep yeah. and that's the you know throughout the week that's how, how you're your day is going yeah. and then over the weekend maybe you find somebody is a farmer or they have a project right. that they have to go and attend to yeah have to so go see yeah by the time the weekend is ending they're probably more You're tired than they were the even week. you know at the <laughs> yeah, beginning vacation from vacation, yeah. yeah and they're starting a new week yeah so how do you ensure that there are pockets of time just for rest yeah, renewal yeah. for you to breathe time intentionally spent with your family with your with your loved ones time even just for you yeah for you to ask yourself am i heading in the right direction we live in a world that's so focused on speed yes you know i want to get there fast mm-hmm. but we're not thinking about am i heading in the right direction mm-hmm. and i think solitude is about just pausing to recalibrate and say you know mm-hmm. this is the right direction that i should yes. be that i should be on yeah. that i need to slow down and life is not about the number of pots you have your hands in <laughs> it's about the few things that god has gifted you, you in well. and being able to thrive in those yeah in those uh, in those things. So I keep pushing back and saying why don't you put boundaries in your life yes. that when I start my day the first thing I do is I set apart some time that I intentionally plug in still, yeah. I spend in God's presence I spend in his word I spend in it. or during my day yeah. maybe over my lunch hour or I have an hour of time or 30 minutes that I just block off. So there's yes. the spiritual component and then there's just the self care. Yeah. We are not eating healthy. Yes. But we also are not taking care of yeah, ourselves. So it's like we're operating on two extremes: yes. not eating healthy and not taking care of yes. our. So even just the physical well-being, are you, if it's walking or going for a jog, or just taking care of your body physically yeah. to be a good steward? Because it's really an aspect of of uh, of stewardship. Yeah. So we have to go back to the place of saying, I can't take on one more thing yes. because I'm overcommitted right now. Yeah. We have to go to the place of saying there are things I need to cut off right now. because i can't sustain this yes. for the long time i remember having a conversation with one of my mentors and and he asked me at the pace that you're going and i was at a place where my life was out of balance you know even pastors have life out of balance you know so i'm i'm here my life is out of balance yeah. and and he asked me a question he had been speaking at icc and i was dropping him off at the airport and he said to me at the pace that you're moving right now can you sustain this for another 10 20 wow. 30 years wow. i don't remember what else we talked about on the way to the airport but i remember that that's question yeah, can bad. you sustain this 10 20 you know 30 30 years yeah. and I, i had to confess and say you know i don't think i can i can do it yeah. and from that question i had to then go through a season in my life of just you know putting boundaries and setting apart pockets of time yes pockets of time but also have even times when i take days yeah. when it's just for me and to spend time yeah, and to be yourself, renewed and yeah. refreshed you know and out of that place i'm able to be more effective in what god has called me to wow 
Wow. I think this conversation is so important because, you know, just as Pastor Gibson is speaking, you start to think about all the ways that we have really idolized productivity. And we've even gotten to a place where you ask somebody, like to say I'm busy when somebody asks you how you're doing has become a badge of honor. And now these days, um, we it's it's such a badge of honor that people now start to say things like, oh, but it's a good type of busy. It's a bad type of busy. It's as if saying, you know, I have malaria, but it's a good type of malaria. You know, it's like, what are we saying? But now we're wearing it as a badge of honor. And it really is just, it's, it's, so, it's so frustrating. But it's because we have all these systems that actually give accolades to, you know, having being your pots, yeah, to yeah. being busy. Um, and we, because we are so busy, we don't have time to even actually take an assessment of the things we're doing. Are they actually making us? better are we are they are they valuable are they effective what does this look like for us you know i love that question in 10 years time can you sustain the things you're doing today and then just the idea that we we, we are really on this extreme end you know it's we are wanting to overperform and overdo everything that we're doing but we're also not taking care of our mental state our emotional state to ensure that we actually are doing that well now some people will argue that this hustle culture the you know this um kind of grind culture right have to keep going have to keep beating this horse because you know it's important i have to be you know multifaceted some people will argue that you don't need solitude or you don't need rest or you don't need to unplug based on personality so some people would argue that if you have an extroverted personality and you want to kind of you are set up to do things you know kind of in this fashion that you actually don't need to take gaps in your space and pause what would be your response to anybody who's saying that this conversation is not for me because i am gifted to do 100 things in a day <laughs> yeah. say, let's talk about this 10 years from now and see if your body will <laughs> oh, no, no. but I'm serious no, I mean, a good, that's a good response yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean yeah, maybe they're saying it because they're younger yeah. uh, they're, I mean there's, the body is active there's yeah. so much energy let them turn 35 huh? then we have the conversation we now no, have an age when you're old when you're legally not a young person yeah, the, Bible is, the, a the government says it's 35 yeah, yeah? But I think also, I mean, it's consciously just listening to your body because you will do it. Even I had the same notion. I won't lie. I I viewed that I was young, I was active. Um, I looked kind of fit, yeah? yeah. And so I had this energy of doing everything. I was, I was in a cache in the evening. In the morning, I'm going for a, oh a, a mission yes. trip. Out the afternoon, I have practice. The next day, I'm here in church seven in the morning, and that was my life. I was like, no, I'm still young. I have, I have the, the time. I have the time. I have the capacity. I don't need solitude. I didn't. I don't need to recalibrate. Yeah. Hey, that word is hard for a kikuyu. <laughs> Recalibrate. <laughs> Let me say, recalibrate <laughs> my 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 life. I mean, because I mean, everything is happening well. Yeah. I'm I'm serving the Lord, and you know, being told serve the Lord in your youth. Yeah? yeah. So I was always there. So serving in every capacity until when I said, as in my body completely shut down. Yeah. yeah? So that's when I was. I didn't have to have the conversation of ten years from now. My body told me ten years from now you won't be alive if you go at the same pace. So once I had that notion, that 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 moment. I knew, okay, this is serious. I need to be careful on what I'm doing. I need to be careful on how I'm going. Because yeah. again, what Pasi said, I'm being busy, but I'm not sure if I'm going to the right direction. So I might I was doing many things, but in in retrospect, yeah. viewing my life then, I was like, okay. The place is that if I had paused, yeah, there's some decisions I wouldn't have done. But it, since I didn't have those moments of pausing, I was just moving, moving, yes. moving, moving. There is, there's instances and spaces that I found myself that, yeah. If I found if 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 I, I just had the moment to think, pause and and just process what I was doing, then 
I would have turned out differently. Yeah. But because I didn't have that moment of solitude, because I was thinking solitude is for the weak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you hustle like that, I think this, yeah. the fear is that you repeat cycles, cycles that you can stop, like True. things that you're doing that are not working. Like yeah. you binge watch TV or you burn out every six months, you know, and people around you are like, yeah, around June, yeah, praise yeah. is sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like people around you know, they're like, yeah, we're getting to that time where Pastor Gibson is going to start to like just start mm. to look sleepy, you know? And it's like you keep repeating those cycles because you're not pausing and yeah. saying, you know what? I need to stop. <laughs> so you keep repeating, you keep repeating cycles. But part of burnout culture and hustle culture, and now to the point where we actually even think hustling is a good thing. Like people actually, uh, you know, uh, you know, when we talk about hustle, hustling, we say, oh wow, Steve is such a hustler. You know, so which basically means you, you're doing all the things without stopping. But how do we then move away from that? How do we start to kind of move away from this cycle? Because now I feel like globally not just here in Kenya we're in this cycle of burnout rest so we only rest because we're burnt out we don't work from a place of solitude we don't work from a place of rest so how do we start to kind of beat some of those some of those cycles pastor gibson we have to start from the place of realizing that busyness is not necessarily progress yeah it's not godliness either <laughs> yeah so the fact that i'm busy yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm making You're progress. Moving. Yeah, that's important. Maybe I'm just, you know, keeping. I'm, I'm engaged. There's so much I'm doing, Keep but I'm not busy. really. I'm not really moving. Yeah. And where we are, we are moving into a space where less is actually more. Yeah. So it's not about how many pots my hands are in. Yeah. But it's about being able to focus my life in, yeah. out of my place of gifting into the space that I'm effective in. Yeah. And what you find over time is that when there's clarity of focus over the long term, there's greater productivity. Yes. So the, the, the question actually should be, where am I good at? And how do I focus my life in such a way that I can be more productive in there in the long term? The fact that there are many things that you can do does not mean that you should be doing them. You know, just because you have the capacity to do, <laughs> tell us. It doesn't we, mean we, that you should actually. We pause and tweet that again. The Pastor fact that you can us. do many things. It's not for you. Should no, it's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the fact that you can do it doesn't mean that it's. <laughs> you should be, you should be yeah, doing should it. Be you know. Do, <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. So what is it that you're really good at? Yeah. That you need to focus your energies that you can actually become the best in your in your in your space. Yeah. You know, and and there is also the place of time, that we have to realize that growth comes over, over time. time. Yeah, I feel like many of us want to circuit the process. Yes. So instead of being able to invest in my growth and have the patience to, you know, stay faithful over five, ten years, I want to for there to be an overnight yes. turnaround. Yes. So I'm in crisis mode right now because I want to get there tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. But I'm not allowing myself to say, you know, it's a process. It's, it's a process. I have to grow through the different, through yeah. the through the different uh, the Stage, different seasons yeah. and stages yeah. and stages of life. Yeah. And when I understand that it's about the long term process then I'm willing to go the distance. Yes. It's about, you know, when you start running a marathon yeah. and you have a guy there who, them, their specialty is Ooh. 100 meters. Mm. You know, they're mm. not going to make it beyond mm. even the first 10 kilometers because yeah. yeah. even five kilometers, yeah, maybe even... They sprint. Yeah, because they can't... Fast from beginning to but end. But you have to pace yourself with that awareness that I'm, I have to go the distance. Yeah. So how do I pace myself every single day to make sure that I have the energy to be able to yeah. see this race to, to, to see this rest through. Yeah. Then there's also the way the world defines success. Yes. You see, because the world has a particular mold of what success is, and all of us want to fit into that, into that, uh, into that mold. Yeah. So are you successful if you are doing what you love and you're passionate about, even if the world does not see it yes, as, as being success, successful? Yeah. I normally say to men, if you take, if if you have to take time and be home, 
with your with your kids yeah. do you see that as being successful yeah. or is Somehow. it about where you could yeah. where you could be if yeah. if a woman has to take some extended uh, leave away Time from off, work yeah. so that the kids are able to grow up yeah. you know isn't that also success right, you right, know my right. wife took uh, time off yeah. when our kids were very young and she took time off from work and uh, she became a stay at home mom yeah. mm. and i can't think of any better way my wife could have served our family and my kids are so much yeah. better off because, because of that, of that yeah. but when you think about the way the world uh, defines success for me i think that she's the most successful woman i know yes, because i look I at how that. she's raised yeah. uh, impacted on the kids yeah. but for the world out there probably success is yeah, something the ladder. yeah something yeah. different so we have to come back to that word that steve word yeah. and recalibrate what <laughs> you know recalibrate recalibrate <laughs> you say it at the end of this podcast yeah, yeah. as you say recalibrate what success is yeah. and define for ourselves that this is what success means looks like for me yeah. and i'm okay with being on this path because i know that i'm committed to it long term yes yeah. i really like that because i think it's really important for us to even pause and and really assess what it is that we consider to be successful is it a job is it an event is it an activity is it an age is it is it owning certain things but when we talk about you know being busy as a personality type and you know or rest being a personality type so there are more there are people who are prone to do it well and there are some who are prone to maybe not do it well then there is a overall belief out here that depending on what your personality is you don't need it and then some people need it more than others it brings us to the question about um spiritual disciplines and there's a couple different people i think know about reading the bible praying meditation fellowship um fasting there's a couple of different silence, silence yes the value of solitude um as a spiritual discipline and so that the, i want to ask you both because you both get the privilege of um or speaking to people and really creating lenses through which people can see by the bible read the scripture and even understand god how do you communicate the different spiritual disciplines so that it doesn't look like that there are some that weigh more than others or are actually are there some spiritual disciplines that matter more than others so i think about people who say I, I, I'm not a prayerful person, so I, I why pray? So for me, prayer is not a thing. I don't pray. Um, and maybe there's somebody who will say, I'm not hospitable, so fellowship for me is not a spiritual discipline that I practice. Um, are we allowed, are there options when it comes to spiritual disciplines? Are there options? Because solitude is a spiritual discipline. So are, are there options? Can I then say, if my personality is such that I don't need it, I can just go through the year, I won't burn out, I won't die. In 10 years I'll still be thriving. Um can I then say that I don't want to practice solitude? You know, so however you want to answer that. Are there options to spiritual disciplines? Are they the same for all of us? Are there some that are we're going to express more than others? And if so, how do we then make sure that we're kind of balancing all all these different things? Help us. Help us. You know what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> yeah. And Steve is going to add to this. Yeah. What's what's your favorite food? <laughs> For me it's 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 beans and rice. Beans and rice Coconut is a right beans food. and rice, yeah. So it's almost like somebody who says I love beans and rice so much. <laughs> so I'm not going to eat anything else. I'm just that. Yeah. Wow. I'm just a beans and rice wow. kind of person. So everything else doesn't really you know, doesn't why? really matter. That's why we promoted pasta from pasta to reverend. You know? This is why. <laughs> Because when you think about I, I I look at the spiritual disciplines like a diet. Yeah. That you want to have balanced diet. Yeah. And all of them feed you differently. Yes. So you might say I don't like the tomatoes, but you know I don't like vegetables, but they have to be a part of your diet. Yeah. And and that's how we have to look at our spiritual, uh, our right. spiritual life, that they they build and they feed our soul and our spirit, mm. and it's important that we engage. And for me, I normally say 
where you feel like you're weak, that's where you actually probably need to spend more time. Oh, wow. Because that's probably where you're actually, you know, yeah. <laughs> having <Struggle>. a malnutrition, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's where, yeah, that's yeah. where you actually, your life is out of balance. Yeah. And it's not about what am I good at that I focus in on, but it's about how do I ensure that these uh, spiritual disciplines yeah. are a part of, are a part of my day-to-day my day-to-day life. Yeah. And where, I, I, I don't say you're weak, where you need more grace. Yes. It's normally like an area that. where you need more grace. More grace yeah. That you actually ask God to give you the grace. Yeah. You know, that if you struggle in prayer, that you can actually go before God and tell God to give you the hunger to spend time in, in, in yes. his presence. You know, some, there's some nights when I, I go to bed and I don't feel like waking up in the yeah. morning. And I pray and I say, God, wake <laughs> me up in the morning yeah. to spend time with you. Yeah. And without an alarm clock on the dot at the time I was supposed wow, to wake up, up, I'm up. That's God. So in areas where we feel like we struggle, it's for us to go before God and say, give me the grace yeah, so that I can actually have this burden. Some people say, you know, I can't spend time in God's word. Yeah. Yet you need, you can read a 300-page novel. In a you know. night. Yeah. That happens. So it's just ask God to give you the grace. And then there are things that you have to do, especially when you don't feel like. Wow. Yeah. Because it's the Sunday when you don't feel like coming to church. That's the Sunday when you really need to come. I don't know if it's ever happened to you guys. There are Sundays when I, I wake up in the morning, of course, before I became yes. a pastor. Now do I have, I have to, you know, <laughs> and yeah, I'll be like, no yeah, do I have to yeah. come? Yeah. And I, I really battle in the morning. Do I have to go? And when I show up, I'm like, this was for me. Yes. I needed to be here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've actually find that when, found that when you don't think that you need to do it, that's when, when you, you really need to, you know, just uh, get out your Bible and spend time in, in, in God's yeah. word. Yeah. Because I like the idea that when you look at that word, when you dissect that word, like a discipline really is not something that comes easy. It's something you have to work at. It's something you have to work towards. It's not something that you, you, you know, you know, scientists say it takes 21 days to learn a habit. And then psychologists say it takes 14. So it kind of depends where you are. But it's not something that you're going to say, okay, I'm going to eat healthy today. And then tomorrow, all the cravings for sugar and soda and all these things are just away. It's a discipline, meaning you have to intentionally turn your heart away from certain things in order to create space for those things. But as we, as we get ready, to end here i just want to know how have you incorporated some of those disciplines in a balanced way you know i love how pastor gibson has told us about a balanced diet and i think about you know if you ever did science we used to have a triad of you know milk eggs you know all these different things vegetables (laughs) (laughs) things that you need and then the percentages you know you only need two percent of meat and maybe ten percent of vegetables and, and all these different things so how have you balanced it out because i think when i think about spiritual disciplines in my own life i'm stronger in some and not in others but i do think that they are not they're not succinct in their in their spaces. They don't live in a, in vacuums. I think my prayer life will influence how I am in my fellowship of others. I think my fellowship of others influences how I approach God in my reading of scripture. Um, so I think they don't live in separate corners. So how have you kind of done the, you know, maybe the Maslow kind of triad of needs, 10% here and more here. And then for somebody who's listening to this and is like, how do I grow? How do I grow in maybe an area in my spiritual discipline where I'm failing? What would you say to that person? And Steve, we can start with you. Wow. Um, I, I'm growing at the, in having the balanced data, as yeah. you were saying. First of all, let me just respond to the first one. To, to believers. Yeah. The Bible says, whoever is in Christ is a new being. <laughs> the old has gone, the new has come. Yeah. So my, in my view, my argument is that there's, there's personality in us as, as believers, but again, we're being formed as unto Christ. Yes. So I think maybe the argument about personality, and it's not my personality type as a spiritual discipline, I don't really... Cause you're working towards being like Christ-like, mm-hmm. yeah? yeah? And Christ-like, Christ, yeah, and Christ uh, had this 
alchemy of all these personalities. So yeah. if I'm directly walking towards Christ, then my argument of I'm not a hospitable person, I'm not like this. But if I'm following Christ, Christ in me will help me. Like what yeah. Pastor was saying, I will, I'm not able to wake up in the morning, but because Christ is living in me, he will enable me to wake yeah. up in the morning. If if I'm not a prayerful person, Christ in me, if I follow Christ, the Holy Spirit will help me. So, I mean, that argument for, it, this is what I normally tell myself, that if I'm a Christian, I am all personality types, yeah? With the help of the Holy Spirit, yeah? yeah? So I can do, I mean, I can do all things okay. in him, yeah? Mm-hmm. So you can you can have all aspects of all the the spiritual disciplines. Now to answer the second question. I have not found an ideal way. Mm-hmm. Um I'm still working on finding balance in 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 incorporating all the disciplines, yeah. mostly the one for solitude yeah. and silence because I am not I don't stand still. So it's Join in the club, <laughs> yeah, Steve. I don't stand still. We look to Pastor Gibson. <laughs> I think he has a perfect plan. <laughs> I don't stand still. So it's intentionally incorporating it. I mean as I said you put it in your plan. At this moment, I'm not doing anything. I will just sit still. So it's 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 involving because there are those who are, I'm strong at. I'm yeah. reading the word prayer. So it's now intentionally putting them in plan. So if it's writing them down yeah. at this moment, there's something I learned recently called a TQL, where it's total quality time, something total mm. my time management that yeah. has assisted me in now fully planning how to involve all these disciplines. In in, in, yeah. So it's intentional. I've not found an ideal way, yeah. but it's I mean inter- in planning for them makes it better for me. I like that. What about you, Pastor Gibson? I think the different seasons, there'll be different struggles. I like that. Yeah, there's some seasons when one seems to flow easier than the than the other. Yeah. I don't think we ever get to a place where we say we have a perfect yes. model or you know a scheme of how to go about it. Yeah. For me I, I I sense that it's it's attention. It's not really attention to be solved, yeah. but it's attention for us to, you know, and embrace and and remain in mm-hmm. that there will always be attention in how we manage the different ah. uh, the different aspects. Yeah. But there has to be an intentionality and a setting apart of the time. Yeah. And how do I weave it into my into my day? Yeah. So that it's not something that is so removed, you know. <laughs> but it's it. yeah, it's yeah. it's it's more weaved into into my day and my daily schedule yeah. that it's it's part of it. I normally say people if you have two, three meals a day, there's time timings. Yeah. You have a, a structure of how your day is. Yeah, it kind of looks like. Yeah, I think even when a baby is born, they are almost put like on this regiment of yes. when they breastfeed. A it's schedule. almost like they have timings. Mm-hmm. So how do you fit your, your, your spiritual discipline? It's not a yeah. separate aspect of your life, yeah. but it flows into your, like yeah, it's integrated into your daily, yeah. into, yeah. Your, into your daily schedule. So for me, that's what I've tried to yeah. work on more that uh, some people are, uh, they, they they tend to wake up earlier. Yes. They start off, they start their day early. So there are some things that you can put into your early morning. Yeah. Maybe get hour an, early, an hour earlier, yeah. and then in, in, in engage you know in your spiritual disciplines. And you can't just say I woke up in the morning, I spent time in God's word, I spent time in prayer mm-hmm. and and worship, and that's it for yeah, the day. Yeah. It's more then carry God's presence into your day. Yeah. That as you go into your day, He's alive in you. There's a continuation of that time of encounter. Of, a, of encounter with him yeah. as you have different pockets of time for me i'm very intentional about the environments i'm in yes so where i am if there'd probably be some worship music playing in the background yeah. there'll be either a message i'm listening to yeah. and i normally say sometimes i might be doing something else yes. but the spirit the, you know there. you are able to still 
tap into it and to and to listen yeah. so how does it become a flow that you move into rather than a box that you step into for a period of time and then you step out and yes, you move into the rest of your things, yeah. into into the rest of your day that yeah. is, it's more of a rhythm finding a daily rhythm yeah. of how to embrace those disciplines as you move along i love that i love that first kings has a story in chapter 19 of elijah hearing from god and you know there's all these different things we see in the story and there's voices or rumbling in the mountain and there's an earthquake there's a fire and i love what it says in verse 12 that he was not in the earthquake he was not in the fire but he was in a still small voice and and really that's what we're talking about is how to integrate all these aspects of our lives with our spiritual walk with God so that we can hear the still small voice. Thank you for joining us today on this episode. Follow Pastor Gibson at Anduvate on all social media platforms and find out more about ICC Nairobi at iccnairobi.org. You could also sign up for our mailing list to get more content on leadership from the Bigger on the Inside podcast. Until next time, see you.